So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Whoa! Whoa! So much to cover. This is an extra, extra big episode of the Inside Cradle, our deepest dive of the week. AEW has changed the game. They have leveled up. Are they on top of the wrestling mountain, neck and neck with the monolith of WWE? Oh, and by the way, on this show, we're talking to the WWE champion himself. Hold up, hold up, hold up. You got to say it right. You got to put some funk on it. It's the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, baby. Big E, special little clip. So every time I shake my hips like that, I just feel so much limber and looser than I was before. Oh, see, right. I, I just hurt, but that's because I'm just I'm just getting old. On top of that, we also have Liv Morgan is going to be on today's uh, show. So, so much to get into. So much to get into, Rick. It's the Inside Cradle from Sports Keto Wrestling. Go! Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out! Yes, watch out, watch out, watch out indeed. I'm Kev Callum. That is Rick Uchino, Rick Uchipo, depending on who you speak to. Uh, depending on who you speak to. I saw the I saw the eye roll. I saw the eye roll there. Hey, he's gonna be on. He's gonna be on tomorrow. We got our big uh extreme rules preview show tomorrow or today, depending on where you're listening or when you're listening, I should say. Uh SP3, Kenny Boland gonna be on 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow, breaking down the entire extreme rules card, which by the way, we're going to do. Dare I say even better coming up here in a few minutes. Ooh, and, and also we're talking to people that are going to be on the show too. So, so that, that's pretty exciting. A lot of uh, special Extreme Rules content coming at you this week. Uh, I'll also be taking on uh, True Heel Heat's uh, very own Sid, who I will defeat him, and then I will defeat you to bring back the Sports Key Wrestling Trivia Championship around my humble ex- expanding waist. You know, I, have, <laughs> I, have to, I have to work on that. Maybe I'll have to refit the title belt. Uh, we'll get to that. That's a lot There's of content. There's an actual title because I believe it needs to be sent to me then because it ain't ever going anywhere. And by the way, Kev, uh, from now on, I would like for you to refer to me as the longest ever reigning sports key to wrestling trivia champion, please. We'll get to it. All that <laughs> special Extreme Rules content, get to be on the channel. Check us out on YouTube. Check it out. <coughs> oh. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on the Spotify, the podcast, all the good stuff. Vince Russo, Monday nights with us on Raw. Dutch Mantel with you on SmackDown and Rampage. Rampage will be a very big one this week. We will talk about AEW Grand Slam changing the game. A lot to get into on this episode. But we have the WWE Champion. And and you and you got the hookup through, through all of the different media work that you're doing. All right? We're not just yeah. locking you in. You are coast to coast. Every week, <laughs> got to applaud you on this, Rick. Coast to coast, covering the Cincinnati Bengals uh, uh, for for SiriusXM, which is yeah. really great. Congratulations on that. That's a recent Thank thing. You. That's a very, very recent thing. Yes, I've done one week. Uh, I'll be back on week five. Uh, uh, so what, 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 uh, I believe you covered the Bears versus Bengals game, right? 
No, I did the Viking. I did the one they actually won. So they're actually undefeated when I'm in attendance. Oh, okay. So so you're the you're the X Factor. All right, <laughs> yes. check it out on Sirius XM. Plugs aside, uh on top of that, you're also doing sports talk radio, ESPN fifteen thirty. Uh, and we got it an exclusive here through them. Yeah. Thank you very much for the hookup. Uh, oh, semi-exclusive. It's semi-exclusive. <laughs> semi-exclusive because uh, Monday Night Raw, uh, we have a tr- Extreme Rules on Sunday. That's in Columbus, which is about 90-minute drive north of Cincinnati. Monday Night well, Raw. Relatively, is, they're playing the same market. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cincinnati is uh, hosting Monday Night Raw the night after Extreme Rules. So uh, the Heritage Bank Center, where Monday Night Raw is, hooked us up over on 1530. Cincy 360 with Tony Pike and myself. Bearcat, great Tony Pike. Undefeated season, 2009. UC Bearcats, <laughs> the same. Uh, UC Bearcat, great Tony Pike and myself got to chat with Big E about uh, Monday Night Raw coming to Cincinnati. But me being the uh, the wrestling journalist that I am, I uh, I threw in the skyline questions and everything like that. But I also asked some substance here. You know, it's it's a completely different game when you're doing like local media versus this. You know, you know, yeah, you got to make it, this. you got to make it matter to the fans in, in the way you receive it. And right. it, it, I, yeah. I I did the same thing when I when I was when I was working Chicago radio. I I interviewed Seth Rollins. We had to talk about when he wrestled in AEW, the promotion of it now. So, and I I was told by people at AEW, you better talk about him wrestling here first. <laughs> so, so it was like that type of thing, you know? Right. So you got to get, you got to get in all the Cincinnati stuff. So once you wade through the Cincinnati stuff, you can actually ask a couple of uh, genuine questions. And I wanted to know from Big E, I'm like, Hey, what's your actual status? Cause you're a SmackDown superstar, but you won the WWE title. So is the WWE title on SmackDown? Are you on raw? What is the deal? And uh, he, he divulged some information. Mind though, Raw is my show. That is, that WWE championship that means that Raw is my show. That you know, I'm I'm the king of the hill there. So you know, right now I've been kind of going back and forth to SmackDown a little bit, but I anticipate that we'll be over soon because uh, you know I want to focus on on making Raw the best show it can be, and uh, I take pride in that. You know, it's a lot of a lot of times you know the the viewership, the quality of the show is you know it's the onus is on the WWE champion, and that's that's a big marker for having a, a really good reign. So, uh, yeah, Raw, Raw will be my focus. Um, but, but you never know uh, how things shake out here, man. It's, it's the top of every world. So there's, there's a chance that uh, I might show up on SmackDown. But, yeah, my focus is Raw right now. We, you kind of alluded to it there, man. You know, we know how often plans change in WWE and feel free to divulge as, as little as much as you want. But when, you know, you were separated away from the new day, which it's great to see the three of you, you know, back together, especially this past week on Raw, you know, how much deviation was there from the original plan for you? And, you know, was there ever that, that time where you're like, man, maybe this not might not come to fruition. I mean, ultimately it did, but you know, what was that journey like from being separated from the new day to, to finally capturing the WWE championship? Yeah. I mean, it was certainly bittersweet for us. We definitely, you know, we're more excited about the prospect of being on different shows. That wasn't something that we wanted, but uh, we got to a point where we realized this is what, this is how it is. This is how things are. So let's make the best of it. And, and I, I really do, you know, we, we talked recently a couple of days ago about it. And I, I do think that it kind of forces both to grow. It forces all to grow. Of course, those two, um, they, they grew as a tag team. Getting to see Woods do more single stuff as well. Um, Kobe doing single stuff on his own as well, too. But it also allowed me to say, all right, I'm out here on my own. And I have to make the best of it. So uh, I got more comfortable performing alone. I got more comfortable with just finding like what my path is and how I wanted to come across. So, uh, you know, there was a blessing in disguise, I think, with us being on different shows for sure. 
And uh, and I think it allows us now that we're all back together. Uh, it allows us, you know, it, it allows people to be excited again about the three of us being on the same show regularly again. But it also uh, allows us to take things that we learned when we were apart from each other and, and now bring it back to the group. And hopefully, uh, you know, the biggest thing is we don't want to ever move backwards. We don't want to just uh, do stuff that we had done in the past because it's old and it's, it's comfortable. So uh, I'm hoping that this next chapter of the New Day has a different feel. You know, we're still us. We're still going to strive to entertain you. But uh, we're hoping to, uh, to evolve a bit. There you go. Big E, Cincy 360 this afternoon. You can catch the entire interview up on ESPN1530.com. Go to the podcast section. Go down to Cincy 360 with Tony Pike. He's the regular guy. I just tag in whenever we get to talk about wrestling. Uh, so I appreciate Tony for uh, letting me do that. But then again, I'm the one who books the guests. So, you know, it's kind of a fair trade-off. <laughs> Uh, you know, book the territory and get myself over. This is actually, <laughs> uh, this is actually a really funny interview, uh, and terrible interview from my perspective. So, why is it? Why is it for for the hardcore sports Kita fans? What are they going to hear that maybe someone just driving around in their car in Cincinnati isn't going to hear when listen to ESPN fifteen thirty? Oh, man, you know how I can get overly excited and I talk really no. weird and I get really amped up. No, Rick. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I I think I almost had a caffeine overdose because like I I chugged like an entire bottle of Diet Mountain Dew like right before that because I was feeling sleepy and then all of a sudden like as soon as Tony asked like the first that's <laughs> Kevin chugs <laughs> chugs some Red Bull uh, as soon as Tony finished up with like his first couple of questions all of a sudden it like kicked in mm-hmm. and I don't know what uh-huh. I. Said. I don't I don't know what I said. I just started talking and then eventually I got to the question where I'm like, hey, what's your status on Raw? <laughs> and I don't know. I was just it was a blur. I don't I'm the second question was much more better put together, I should say. Much more better? Those <laughs> that's a sentence. <laughs> uh yeah, that, that whole interview was a hot mess. There was like a solid like four minutes or four minutes, maybe like a, a solid hour afterwards before I talked to Liv Morgan afterwards separately for SK, where I'm like, man, I should probably never interview anybody again because that was awful. Uh, but uh, no, then I followed it up and knocked it out of the ballpark with Liv Morgan once my nerves calmed down. But you know, yeah, I was. And we'll have that Liv Morgan interview. We'll have that Liv Morgan interview. We'll have a big chunk of that uh, coming up here in this episode of Inside Cradle. The whole thing coming out on our channel soon with sports kita uh thank thank you to your friends espn thank, thank you to tony pike all right buy him a, another bowl of chili i guess you guys just buy each other chili like we buy beers we did ask how many uh conies that big e was going to uh you know slug down while he was here in uh cincinnati he didn't give a, a precise answer but he's <laughs> going down by the way um, I've, now, I've now talked to two out of three members of the new day this week and to quote jack nicholson from mars attacks that ain't bad. All right. So I, I all I got to do is talk to Xavier Woods at some point and I will complete the trifecta. So I'm looking forward to, to doing that one. Let's get into the big events from yesterday. Uh, AEW Grand Slam, New York City, uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium, a very unique setting. Uh, the first pro wrestling event ever held at this tennis palace, which is just a hop and a skip away from City Field. Yeah. Hang on. Before we get into that, Kev, I got a question to ask you. Where were you? On the night of September 22nd at 8 p.m. Where were you? Of course, I've established. If there is any bias, I'm not a WWE apologist, but I'm a Brian Danielson supporter in my yeah. soul. Homer. All right. 
I would say. A man I have seen wrestle live in a gymnasium in a in a in a big in a, in a proverbial bingo hall of a VFW. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. A stadium. Yeah. See him wrestle in all those different places live. I have five different Daniel Bryan shirts. I uh-huh. have that brand new one that sold out of Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So where were you last night? The night of the 22nd, Arthur Ashe Stadium. Not watching the match. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was. I didn't even get to watch it on TV. I had I had a schedule conflict. I committed to something. Uh, and And I committed to this weeks ago. So I couldn't get out of it. And it was not, I, I, you guys, I tell you, I have like stand up shows and different things you can get. I'm uh, close to booking a tour. I might be booking a tour before the oh, end of the year, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah. And so uh, I was meeting with some people, and I, I have a girlfriend who just doesn't really care about wrestling. And, and she uh, set some other things up. And then I was like, I explained to her, I was like, if it's in the first hour, and, and she goes, no like she didn't say no she's she's like we made plans with people so you have to meet with them and it was so i was just like okay all right no you're right you're right so i'll watch it i'll be able to watch it before uh i'll be able to watch it this afternoon just the way this worked out i wasn't able to tape it but i read the results yeah, we, i don't we, care we, we taped this really early uh yeah. or much earlier in the day on thursdays than it actually comes out so yeah there will be yeah. and and definitely with dynamite it's always the show i watch thursday afternoon before we do top story which is usually near the end of the afternoon so i feel super stupid i had to stay away from twitter i couldn't avoid it i just said like all right i gotta see the results because i I know i'm gonna have to talk you about this how how absolutely spectacular was it for aew say the the greatest wrestler of his generation is gonna open our show has jumped to aew is going to take on our champion and is going to go the limit with him not beat him but go the limit with him uh, if you want to tease a title match down the line, this is definitely a way to do it. Am I wrong? Yeah, no. And this is why I really like the time limits because it gave them an out that we didn't even discuss. Like when we talked about this match going on uh, last night, we're sitting here like, okay, well, do they have Brian beat the, the AEW champion? Do they have uh, Daniel lose his, his first match in AEW. I mean, how, how is this, you know, going down? Does Daniel beat him and set it up? Are there, their gang wars or their shenanigans? Is it not going to be a clean finish? Mm-hmm. No, it was just two dudes beating the holy hell out of each other for 30 minutes until the ref said, we're out of time. Y'all nobody won the damn match. And part of me hated it because I'm like, no, keep going. Just keep hurting one another until this match is over. But with. isn't that what you want out of yeah. a time limit draw? Always leave uh, them one more. Always yeah, leave them one. It's again. never you never do like the thing I've always heard. If you do a time limit draw, you don't do it to. Um, obviously, it's a draw. You're not you're giving fans a non finish to a degree. It's the 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 definitive non finish. Right, it's like a double draw now, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you're also not having anyone lose. So exactly. it is a definitely a way out, to make someone yeah, a double lose. Up more like a double loss, right? Yeah. Like both neither guy won, but this is like neither guy lost. So it, 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 it's it's better in a lot of ways, if that makes any sense. I don't know if I'm making a much sense today, but uh, no, I, I understand did, it. But it, it also means we're going to get another match of these two. Oh, of course we are. Absolutely. And Brian alluded to that last week. It was he said, look, one day we're going to fight for the title, but this ain't about the title right now. 
you know, and he took that little sly stab at WWE. This is not how things work here. You don't just come in here and say, hey, I want this. You know, you earn things around here, which is another thing I like about AEW. And did he earn an opportunity at the AEW world title? No, he didn't because he didn't win the match. But it's leading to something bigger down the line. These two are going to have a major blow off pay-per-view. Um, I was I was kind of hoping that Hangman would come back uh, last night and kind of finish up what he was doing with, with Kenny Omega because Daniel Bryan now throws a major wrench into what we all thought was the eventual culmination of a Hangman Adam Page winning the AEW championship. I'm not so sure that happens now because you have Brian Danielson uh, in the fold and we all want to see D uh, BD, excuse me. Uh, and Omega oh, used that you're going to see D Brian, yeah. weren't you? Yeah. 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 I was saying Daniel Bryan. It's damn it. It's just <laughs> it's on your system. Yeah. It's okay. Any, yeah. Anyone who jumps on us and is super critical for that. You're just, you're a dork. <laughs> you just, I've you just Daniel Bryan for 10 effing years. So, you know, it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not like CM Punk. Who's still CM Punk. Yeah, uh, or Adam exactly. Cole, who's still who's still Adam Cole. Um, so you know it it is what it is. But um, tell you what, man, the the atmosphere last night was insane. They were hot, hot out of the gate for this match. I think it was the perfect way to to open the show. Uh, the whole show was actually booked very brilliantly because uh, you you started off with with Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega, and they had this thirty minute barn burner. Crowd was white hot for that the entire time. How do you follow that up? Well, you bring out CM Punk to cut a promo uh, to kind of cool the audience down because there is no way if they had just put another match on right after that would have been a major disservice to whomever it was. And the next match was MJF and uh, and uh, Brian Pillman. I if I'm remembering correctly, that was a solid match. The tag match last night. Sting is incredible to keep doing what he's doing at the age that he's doing it. Um, I don't know if we're going to get that Sting Tully Blanchard match. I don't know if that's something that I want, but this role that Sting is in right now where he's tagging with Darby Allen, it's so damn good. Uh, you when miss- do they go for the tag belts? I, it's got to be soon, right? Yeah. I would think it's got to be soon, but they have so many tag teams in AEW and they have so many really good tag teams, but they just beat FTR last night. Like, that's one of the best tag teams in the world. So you've got to think they're moving up the ranking sooner rather than later. And I would like to see it. If if there's going to be gold that is going to be around Sting's waist in AEW, it's the tag belts. I think that has to be it. But at the same time, you just put it on Penta and Ray Phoenix. We haven't really seen them defend them or have any kind of, you know, meaningful run with those belts yet. So got to kind of slow play that, don't you? Just a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. So huge night for AEW all over. Uh, you guys can get a full rundown of the show on the debrief. Uh, that is with our very own Jose G and Rico El Glorioso. Uh, every single Wednesday night, they cover NXT, which had a very uh, exciting week. I think I think we're starting to get an idea where that show is going. Uh, that is every single Wednesday. That episode is up now on the podcast feed and on our YouTube channel. I want to talk about this though. This this changes the game. This is this is the definitive night for me. Almost probably almost on par with what All Out did, where. We can now say that AEW is is uh, within the wrestling world. I don't know if we want to say the greater entertainment world, if they can go ahead to have with WWE. But in terms of just wrestling fandom and the common wrestling fan, they're getting right there. This is they're now in WCW territory. Yeah, I would I would say uh, I would say for sure. I mean, certainly um, money wise, we knew it was going there, right? I know everyone just assumed it's there. My thing is now it's there. Like I, I can see it. 
you can see by doing an event on this scale, there's other things they have coming up. There's other things that you and I have heard about that we can't confirm or we can't share on air that will make you think like, okay, for sure. This stuff we've heard about a baseball stadium, this t- the stuff that they've talked about, something they did today that we'll talk about here in a minute. But how much was last night saying AEW yet again is, uh, is we're, if we're not on WWE's level yet, we're almost there or if not there tomorrow? I, I think from a quality of product, from being able to, um, you know, especially from a talent standpoint, uh, from uh, being able to sell out arenas the size of uh, 20,000 plus seats, which is what they, they had last night. Or this is the largest non-WWE pro wrestling show in North America since 1999. I thought it was five, but uh, anywho, but yeah, uh, absolutely insane. They They can touch WWE across the board the only thing so far anyway is they have not had a show really get above that two million mark yet so that's that's kind of what you're really hitting at which you know fox a lot more people have fox with smackdown than they do a tnt or or tv also wwe's been a brand for how many years how many exactly. decades exactly and here's the other thing wwe i don't know if you saw this or not but wwe is getting more money from their saudi arabia deal this year then AEW is going to make all year. So that's that's it. That's where WWE has the advantage is they are still making fist loads full of cash more than what AEW is. But from a product quality standpoint, oh, yeah, man, it, AEW is right there. And I think it's starting to light a fire under Vince's ass. And by Absolutely. the way, Absolutely. The we, we, we got a new WWE champion we talked to today, right? Yeah. And, and I thought the pandemic lit a fire under WWE's ass to get back out on the road. We saw that with Money in the Bank. But then these changes from AEW that they're bringing in Punk. They brought in Brian. They brought in Cole, right? So the shots are now coming from WWE in the terms of, we're going to run Madison Square Garden have our biggest gate we've ever had. We're going to bring in Brock Lesnar. We're going to bring back Becky Lynch. Yeah. We're going to do something that no one thought would work, but is sort of working and making Becky Lynch a heel, which, which just uh, no one expected that to work when it was talked about. Right. Remember the backlash against that? No one's, yeah, no one's it, chirping it's about working. that. It, it's working, but it's kind of not working because Becky is still massively over. She got the biggest pops of anybody, including sure. on the, on the UK tour this week. Um, So it's going to be really, and they just ran the UK. And, yeah. and, and AEW's not there yet, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, w, everyone's saying, oh, WWE's scared. No, they're reacting. They're trying to give you a good show. They, they've revamped NXT, which well, everyone was gonna was ready to roast, right? And I haven't seen too many people be able to convincingly tell me that the show is, they're not trying something there, and they really, really are. So is is AEW on WWE's level? In some ways, yes. In other ways, you can't say it, like, especially when you look at the financials the deals, the licensing just right yet. I think when the video game comes out, that's going to be a huge, huge thing. It's probably going to be the biggest product this company puts out in terms of investment and what they've done with the company in terms of creating a culture and a brand. Now let's take it out of the wrestling sphere and put it into a video game. I I think the best way to break it down is everything that matters to wrestling fans. Yes. AEW is on the same level. Everything Everything that matters as far as the checkbook is concerned and, you know, being in the red, totally different conversation, totally different conversation. Yeah. But, but in the grand scheme of things, yes, AEW in my book is on par with WWE. And I think there's a lot of people who are, who are there. You look at the tweet that Eric Bischoff sent out today said it quote in my experience and getting a glimpse into vince mcmahon's personality he is happiest and most effective when he is in a fight shit got real last night strap in this is going to be a fun ride you got people like eric bischoff 
uh, tweeting that out who are much more in the know than either of us. All right. When you have that going down where you truly believe and you look at the shows that WWE has put on SmackDown, Madison Square Garden, fantastic. These last two Raws have been really good. They're now building around Big E. We talked about if you're going to turn Becky Lynch heel, you got to find that organic baby face that the crowd is going to go uh, effing insane for. And they got um, one. And they got one in Big E. So we'll see how that booking progresses. The main event this past week was in. Insane on Monday what Night they, Raw. Think about that on Raw. They open up with a, a match that is a marquee-level attraction, just in, in terms of an attraction on paper. Roman yeah. Reigns and the Usos versus the New Day, who are back on television for first, first time in like two or three years, a new champion in Big E, and we're going to open Monday Night Raw with it. Yeah. Uh, did they have a schmaz ending with Bobby Lashley wrecking everybody? Yeah, yeah but I didn't mind time. because yeah. immediately the match this tease is a triple threat. Are you going to wait for, are we going to get it this Sunday on the pay-per-view? No, you're going to get it tonight. Yeah. You're, you're going to get it on television tonight and it delivered. Now Roman Reigns got the pinfall in both these matches. He is still the big baddie. He is still this. I'm not, this isn't a WWE yeah. apologist line. No one's going to deny me this. He's still the top heel in wrestling. He's still oh. the top villain in all the business because the crowd ate up him getting these pinfalls. This is WWE's response. If you're telling me that that locker room and WWE and that creative room in WWE and people can say whatever they want about creative room, that includes Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard, isn't saying like, all right, okay, you're going to throw your shots. You're going to throw your shots. You're going you're gonna to take out your checkbook. You're going to tell everyone to get creative freedom. You're going to do all these different things. They have a big war chest, guys. And, and, and that doesn't just include money. That includes all the different relationships they already have and all the talent they have and the talent they're going to develop. Yeah. Look, this statement still holds water. I said this two years ago. I said this last year. I'm going to say it again. When WWE is on top of their game, they are unbeatable. You can't touch them. But they, until quite recently, they were so rarely on top of their game. It's like they, they really are the only parts where they were on top of their game surrounded a Roman Reigns and look at it. He's the biggest effing thing in wrestling. And I don't care if you're sitting there saying, well, Kenny Omega was voted number one PWI. Listen to the crowds who gets the most insane reaction, mixed reaction, positive reaction, negative reaction of before any he ever touches the ring. Yes. It's Roman Reigns over Kenny Omega. And it's not even close. Roman and that's Reigns. not a shot at Kenny. No, it's not. People just love to hate Roman more. And that's what makes him such that big attraction. Kenny Omega is fantastic. But when it comes to crowd reactions, Roman hasn't beat. It's a fact. I'm sorry. It just, it, it just is. And that's, again, that's not a shot on Kenny Omega at all. I think he's been a fantastic AEW world champion. I love this heel uh, stick, this heel run that he's been on with the elite. Um, so yeah, Roman, Roman is the guy. And yes, you are right. He got both pinfalls, but who did he pin? He pinned Lashley and he pinned Xavier Woods on Monday. He did not pin Big E. I saw some people complaining that Big E lost both of his first matches as WWE champion. And I'm sitting here going, but did he? he get that mother trucker stood toe to toe with Roman Reigns. He had the big moments. He looked the part. He was booked as the part, as a guy who was on equal footing with Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns had to beat Bobby Lashley and Xavier Woods to get those wins. Biggie looked fantastic. I don't think there is a better start. I don't think there is a better start you could ask for for Biggie's WWE title run. Uh, I, I'm, I'm loving it. I think wrestling is really, really exciting. 
Yes, I'm more into where WWE is now than it was a year ago when we were still like, all right, the Thunderdome, we're gonna be doing this for a while. And the Thunderdome was fine and it did its purpose. And Drew McIntyre held the torch as long as he could, you know, and did what he could. Uh, and now AEW was waiting on some things they clearly had. And now they've waited to pull those things out with live fans and do everything they can. It's a good time to be a fan. Don't get lost in the mucky muck in the bullshit. As I've said before, this is not a WWE apologist line. You owe no allegiance to anyone. You are not someone who has to make a Twitter feed to go troll people. You have to be entertained. You can watch whatever you want and you don't have to apologize for it. Apparently. Apologies. Apologies. (laughs) Apologies. Apologies. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I will say that uh, I have acknowledged the tribal chief. I will say okay. that. Okay, you got yourself a little Funko Pop of Roman Reigns. I got, I got a new pop. Got a new pop. Do you hear it? Like, if you if you have a really long night and you're getting like delirious, because I know you you have you keep crazy hours like I do. Do you ever just like hear it? Like, <laughs> like you just hear like, oh oh, I gotta go to bed. I'm hearing voices now. Funko uh, Pops are talking to me. No, I can't. I can't say. It's Widow Woman. It's with uh, a woman right there. I, I think, uh, Kev, I think you might need to cut back on the edibles, buddy. Uh. <laughs> Look at all these people behind me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> For people on the podcast side of things, there's a big giant drape that looks like an arena behind me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, all times. right, we're 28 minutes in, and the show has officially gone off the road. <laughs> all right, New record. Uh, if you're just joining the stream, wherever you are, we will be talking to Liv Morgan here before the end of the show. We will be talking extreme rules and a lot of different things here. Uh, another sign of AEW going down, uh, doing something that WWE's done. Uh, WWE enjoys acquiring athletes who yes. already have some fundamental skills you can build on. And athletes even, and attractions, athletes and attractions. They love bringing in those guys. Are they going after their own young, gigantic talent? And I mean, gigantic in the best way. Uh, we just got the press release that AEW has signed. I hope I'm saying the name correctly. Satman, Satman Singh. Uh, he is the first ever signed player from India in the NBA. Uh, and he uh, had some time Actually, in the NBA. First ever drafted player. First ever drafted player by the uh, by the NBA, mm-hmm. seven foot three, played for the Dallas Mavericks in 2015, and now I, I love how they put in the uh, press release following in the steps of Shaquille O'Neal, <laughs> he is now squaring off <laughs> in AEW. Um, so yeah, this is uh, this is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it makes sense. Own- they they just signed that big TV deal. Um, with Eurosport for fans who don't know that one of the largest international markets for professional wrestling right now is our home base in, in India and sports Kita understood that. And that's why they got behind it. Thank you to them for creating this wonderful wrestling brand that a lot of you are on more than 20,000 plus on YouTube, more than nearly 3 million on Facebook. You guys understand it. And a lot of fans in India are clamoring for something, but they also want to be represented. And we saw the way that fan base reacted when Jinder Mahal became WWE champion. They ate it up. They responded to it in a huge way. It did move the needle for WWE internationally. And I think this is what AEW is trying to do now that they have that deal on Eurosport. They were lacking a major 
um, you know, pan Asian talent that they could use like this. Yeah. And they just signed a big freak athlete who's basically going to be their version of Omos. Yeah. We saw how great Omos is. So I don't know what this guy you bring uh, up. You know, the curious thing is they bring up Shaquille O'Neal in that press release. Yeah. They, and the idea is they I definitely want to create the narrative of, of, of us asking, when is this young gun going to take on Shaquille O'Neal? When are we going to have our slam dunk, slam a jamma NBA jam match? When are we going to get that in WWE and AEW, right? Apologist. Um, Apologist. <laughs> Apologist. I love when we do it like Batman almost. Like, Apologist. Um, so, like, that was already kind of like teased. I love how that, that was definitely. Where are they? <laughs> Where is Jack? Where are you hiding him? Where he was not in the are? ambulance. <laughs> Rachel. Harvey Dent. Okay. <laughs> How do I disguise my voice? It sounds like I have to take a lozenge. Um, I feel like I do need a lozenge just after doing that. Uh, this is something you can say about AEW is they have talent development in terms of dark and dark elevation, their own shows. They air. Those shows aren't always appointment television. I'll say that they do have a like a lot of fun stuff on it. But when I do watch it, I'll put it on and it's on. And I'm and there's sometimes I forget matches. I even that I saw it while I was doing the work. They were just like there, and that isn't a shot. It's just there's just so much wrestling, right? Yes. Like there's so much wrestling to watch every single week. That's not a disparaging remark. At, um, at some point, it gets it's too much. It's just, it's just too much, which is why I've. You know, from from my standpoint as a family guy, as a guy who has a full time job that's not covering professional wrestling, this is my part time gig. Sometimes it feels more like my full time gig. Um, but man, I I truly I limit myself to Raw, NXT, Dynamite, SmackDown, Rampage. That's it, and that's a lot. Ask my wife. That's a lot. All right, and that's what I I have to limit myself to because there's just too dang much. If this ever becomes my full-time job one day, God willing, yeah, I'll start watching the rest of it. But until then, that's I, I just, I can't. I have to limit myself. Have to. There is 20 hours of front-run televised wrestling out this week. From Sunday to this Sunday. 20 hours of it. From that's several different brands. I just did the calculation. And that's a loose one. By I said 20 hours. We're talking about too much wrestling. And I, and I didn't even include Dark and Elevation in that. I was thinking of just the front run shows that are on television. First. Raw, NXT, SmackDown, Rampage, Dynamite. And then we have Extreme Rules on, uh, Im- on Impact, MLW. They're moving the needle now. Ring of Honor is doing stuff. We got yep. pay-per-view on Sunday. It's, it was just like, oh, boy, this is a lot. you know. So I, I agree. So anyone goes off on me. And also, I haven't seen Dynamite. Speaking of not being able to watch, watch we have podcast. lives, people. We can't watch everything. How dare they? They are not true. What a bunch of apologists they are at Sports Keto now. Apologists. Apologists. Um, let's get into extreme rules. Let's get into extreme rules here in just a second. But we do have headlines to cover here. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about this. A new WWE, excuse me, new women's title coming to AEW. Uh, what do you think about this? I love it. I absolutely, 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 absolutely love it. They mentioned it as a uh, secondary women's championship, uh, reportedly called the uh, the TBS title, uh, because Dynamite is set to debut on TBS now January the 5th. Uh, that is a new report that is out today. And uh, look, they want to bring a secondary or at least a second women's championship to AEW. 
And look, this is an, a new opportunity, something to create more opportunities for the other women on that roster. Because right now, Britt Baker is on top of the world. It doesn't look like she's going away anytime soon. Had a great match with uh, Ruby Soho last night. I wish they would let the good doctor win clean every once in a while. That would be great. Uh, but it's nice to see uh, her her get a victory. By the way, congrats to Ruby Soho. By the way, she made some uh, she made some history last night. Did you know she is now the first woman to ever main event Monday Night Raw and AEW Dynamite? Good for her. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely fantastic for there her. There you go. Good. <clears throat> but, I think she's. Uh, I think she's definitely one of those people that's like a perfect. Not to say that Brian Danielson and Punk aren't, but for her, it's like the perfect fit. Like you know, the perfect compliment i think she has the right style the right presentation the right attitude she fits in with like the alternative rock culture that permeates a lot of different things that AEW does uh, she's the right fit and, and good for her i think she's gonna get that bottle off bread at one point maybe right uh, I, I think i still think thunder rosa is the the one who's going to eventually take the title off of uh off of Brit, that's going to be more of some long-term booking here but i love the idea of the tbs championship i've 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 thought they've needed a secondary women's title in wwe for quite some time especially since they really struggle especially on smackdown to put secondary women's feuds on the show it's it's honestly incredible that we have six matches for extreme rules on sunday and three of them are women's matches and one of them is a non-title singles match it's that does not happen very often Back-to-back pay-per-views. You can say what you want about Alexa Bliss and Eva Marie, but they've actually had back-to-back pay-per-views now where they have non-championship women's one-on-one matches. Doesn't happen. So they're, very- they're, I mean, they're trying to develop some things where it's not tied to a title. I can appreciate that. Yes, and that's something that they've needed, but I think it it just creates more opportunity. Could you imagine how further along people like Liv Morgan and uh, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose and even Bianca Belair when she her first year on the on the brand where she wasn't really doing much, how much they could have benefited with their own version of the Intercontinental Championship. They kind of have it with the women's My only issue, titles, and this isn't this isn't saying like oh they don't deserve it or they don't have enough talent to it. Is it always this is a practical one? Too many titles. They have a lot. You know, they like AEW already has too many titles. WWE has too many titles. You know, I, I was talking to some people who were like, like, oh, yeah, the Cruiserweight title. I was talking to some, some friends of mine. They're like, oh, yeah, WWE is a Cruiserweight title. They, they changed it on, NXT, you know. Though. And now that NXT is developmental, right, you can take out all of those championships and focus the ones on the main roster. Here's what I would do, and I will still scream this until uh, it actually comes to fruition one day. I would take the Raw and SmackDown men's tag team titles. I would combine them together. I would make them floating titles, just like the women's tag team titles. So you have the women's tag team titles. You have the women's, or excuse me, the men's tag team titles. So the champs can float between either brand. Opens up the SmackDown and Raw tag team t- uh, divisions a little bit. That way you don't have to mesh random superstars together to fill out each, each roster. They can just float between each shows. Eliminates a title that way. And then, yes, now you can... Get rid of the 24 7 title, which is kind of meaningless. Opens up they, the they, they try some things with it. There's some things they try with it. I would I'm get like, rid of one of the men's tag team titles. Yeah. If they needed to get rid of a title, they could get rid of the 24 7 title. It's fine. Get rid of those two. Give me a women's intercontinental championship or some kind of version of a women's secondary championship. I think you, you mentioned NXT there, and we saw it this week on the show. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not thinking it's absolutely groundbreaking television, but it is it definitely fresh. So we're now in week two of NXT 2.0. Yeah, sure. Uh, it, it is a ton of new talent being presented on television. That's a the rose, issue. That's uh, the issue. Ro- Too many dudes. I don't know who the hell. 
they are. Wow. Uh, shout out to Denise Alcedo. I think tweeted this out uh, in the wrestling media circle, saying, "I think I had to Google some of the people that were on the show, <laughs> and and there's so many, and I, I I appreciate it for that. I do think that's a part of the appeal is you get to see so many new people on one show at one time, and it feels." like aggressively different than raw and SmackDown in terms of the look and the feel and the presence of everyone on the show feels hungry, you know, yeah. like they're going for something. And I like the lanes they're setting up for a lot of different people. And then the veteran talent they have, they've made mean something again, like Tommaso Ciampa is a champion. Yeah, but I, the thing we learn here is that WWE is kind of given the, the green light to be a little bit edgier. Sure. Or, or as I as I heard from our very own Jeremy Bennett this week in one of the top story streams we did, he said they get to say a lot of ass. They get to say <laughs> ass a lot, a lot of ass, 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 a lot of ass, ass, ass. I gotta have a remix of just him making that comment. Um, and there was th we heard that going into Tuesday, and they did it on Tuesday night, and you had you know people being called bees and and all these different things, right? Yeah. Um, and we're gonna we had even more edgier content from the women. Uh, that you heard Mandy Rose talking about different people in all these different ways. I'm for it. I think it makes the show feel no, I want not, not like uh, immediately creative or different. You know, I don't think swearing is the most creative thing you can do. Obviously it isn't right, uh, it, but it, it definitely makes it feel different than Raw and SmackDown. It's another thing that deviates it from the other shows. Yeah. Uh, swearing is cheap pops. You know, yeah. if, if you can use swearing effectively, Good on you. I mean, you're going to get a pop if you say ass, if you say bitch, bitch, uh, bitch. Uh, if you say shit, uh, you know, if you say, if I you want say, a button. I want a button that we can just reach over and press. And it's Stephanie McMahon saying bitch. Yeah, she, she probably has. Who says bitch the best in wrestling? I would say Stephanie McMahon. I would say who she says it, who says it the most. Natalia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um. Which, by the way, she yells her... bitch at you and then you fall on your back and she puts you in a sharpshooter. Which, by the way, that, uh, that's something we didn't bring up. New tag team champions on Monday. New women's tag team champions uh, that we got this week. Uh, I, I, I like this team. I really do. I like the team of, um, what do they call them? Super, oh, dang. I can't forget. It. I forget what they call themselves, but it's Nikki A.S.H. and Soup, Super Brutality. Was it? What? Super like Brutality that. is a cool name. Yeah. I want to buy a Super Brutality T-shirt. That just yeah. sounds like an awesome Super yeah, that's Brutality. Sounds like a show that's on Adult Swim. Yeah, was, <laughs> like at three a.m. It was Super oh, Brutality, is what they called. What's them. on after Rick and Morty? Super Brutality. Super Brutality. <laughs> yeah, with Nikki, with Nikki Cross and uh, and Rhea Ripley. Uh, I like that team. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of time to talk about it, but I uh, I like that team. And and Nikki Cross now the first ever uh, three time women's tag team champion. So at least they decided to do something with them both after abruptly taking them out of the raw women's title picture but i'm i'm down for more edgy content on uh, on nxt 2.0 i'm interested to see more though who is going to be the cream that rises from this this crop of of new talent because they are pushing so many people at us yeah. at one time they're really just throwing everybody against the wall and seeing what sticks i'll say this much uh the future definitely seems to be mr rex braun breaker Steiner of uh, uh you know he seems Steiner to be, Breaker Braun Ricks. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he seems to be that dude, man. Uh he he seems to have the total package put together. And this is this is laying the groundwork, right? This is what we have been hearing rumblings about of Vince hitting the reset button, right? They let go of all this talent over the last year and a half. We've talked about that ad nauseum, but they needed to create new stars, and they're starting to do that now at the main roster level. 
There's they're they're pushing guys like Big E. They're pushing guys like Damian Priest. They're starting to push guys better like Karrion Cross. Uh, we're seeing those guys come across. Um, obviously Roman Reigns is still flying high. You still got Seth Rollins there. So they're they're trying to develop new main event players. Finn Balor's getting another run at it now. This is what they're trying to do at the NXT level. Now they're going to start pumping out these these guys, the the Braun Breakers, the Tony D'Angelo's. Uh, they're going to try and Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo. Um, even guys like LA Knight uh, at some point are, are going to come up. You'll have your NXT mainstays, your Johnny Gargano's, your Tommaso Ciampa's. Uh, but they're going to start pushing out these stars, and whoever rises to the top faster, they're going to be up on the main roster sooner rather than later. So that's what they're doing. They're pushing all these guys out there, seeing who their future stars on Monday night and, and Friday night is, and that's exactly what they need to do. they got to start thinking for the future. So this, so far to me, NXT 2.0 has been a positive. Uh, this news, uh, Tim of the old cap to Millennial Meltzer himself, Sean Ross Sapp. And never to be defeated, you know, Robert D. Point, at this point, M- Millennial Meltzer is a doubt. He is the he is the Woj of uh, of of wrestling media. He is the Adrian Wojciechowski of wrestling media. That's that's where he's at. That's the echelon that he has reached. Uh, Millennial Meltzer is a downgrade uh, from where he is. The guy just keeps the guy. Don't miss, man. The guy don't miss. Okay, so they have big report here. WWE has some interests in some specific names in AEW, and this had to happen. Yeah, it's sure. bound to happen, right? And vice versa. I bet, I bet there's people that AEW wants that are still in WWE right now. Uh, and specifically, Britt Baker. Uh, now, Britt Baker did wrestle for WWE, not under uh, a long-term contract. She did participate in some things for them. Uh, specifically, I believe she was in a May Young Classic and, ha- and ha- had some involvement in that. Uh, but obviously has really come into her own as DMD, the wrestling dentist who's, who's really mean and ha- has a partner who has a, constantly has a crutch. So she can hit people with it and rubble uh, and it's cut hell of a promos, had one of the best women's wrestling matches, probably one, I wouldn't even, not a women's match. One of the best matches of the pandemic was her and Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Uh, and definitely of the, of that era, that time that away from as many fans as we can be time. Uh, she excelled in that role and is definitely the top female talent in AEW. I would say right now she's the top female talent in wrestling period. And that's saying something as stacked as that WWE women's division still is at this point. I don't think anybody is at the top more than, than Britt Baker is as far as overall performance, as far as crowd reactions, as far as being over, I think Britt Baker is, is the number one slot. If I was going to put a ranking together, she is the number one in all of professional wrestling when it comes to women's talent right now. That's just it's interesting that W or at least this news come out. Now, mind you, WWE could just say the K yeah, if the opportunity is there, we, we want to talk to her, right? Sure. That doesn't, yeah. that doesn't mean they're going to pursue her or there's contract tampering or anything like that. Anyone running the Hills, right? Yeah. And that because- was the report. They didn't do that. They, they no. basically, when they were talking with Adam Cole, right? Like the negotiations are going on with Adam Cole. And this is what the FIFO report from Sean Rossap was, is that, Hey, we also know that Britt Baker's contract is coming up soon. You know, we, we would be interested in talking with her. Never got to that point. Britt signed her contract extension. Um, there was no formal offer or nothing anyway, no tampering yeah. or anything like that, but they were desperately interested in, in signing Britt Baker, knowing that her contract was coming up. And I think that's why that's, wouldn't you be, that's, that's a big thing that shows me that you're paying attention, that you see value in this. And if you're a Britt Baker company. fan, if you're a Britt Baker fan, you're like, well, screw me. no, Hey, this shows the value of your favorite wrestler. You know what I mean? This yeah. shows that your favorite wrestler has something here. Uh, yeah, and, and it's interesting. I, I give a lot of credit to Britt for saying, 
I'm, I'm good where I'm at. You, you guys did right by me. You made me that contract offer. I don't need to talk to anybody else. I'm on top of the, the freaking world right where I'm at right now. And this is a, and, and also, this is a company that let her grow and flourish and kept her on TV when she was injured. And that's when she really took off uh, from a character development standpoint. Now she's on top of the whole damn industry. So, yeah, why would she go anywhere? Right. To anyone who's a, who considers himself an indirect citizen of, of Jacksonville, Florida, just because they love AEW so much, um, you, you got to understand this is still if you're playing ball like you're saying you're playing ball and you're uh thump your chest you're you're tj from new jersey 409 whatever uh, on the internet right um and, and you're all about them at some point you gotta expect that w is gonna want to scoop somebody up here and, oh, and get them yeah there's a few other names that i guarantee that they're who do you, if you're ww who do you want from AEW? i think you look at people like mjf uh, who that's, is, a, that's the first name on my list. Yeah, super young, super over, a lot of great years still left in the ring. Can cut, can cut all the dynamic promos you want. You know, can if get you, all the heat. If you're a casual person listening right now, and you're sitting here going, "Yeah, but I hate MGF," and you want baby face, supposed to. Yeah, that's the thing. There's money in heat. MJF yeah. gets nuclear level. You want to jump the guardrail and punch him in the face. His Not own, a cool heel. His own parents bring signs to events that say, we think he sucks too. Nuclear level heat. There's so much money in that because all MJF, it doesn't matter who he wrestles. All MJF has to do is go down to the ring and stand there. And the person he's fighting is instantly over because they want to see MJF get his ass kicked. There's so much money in that. And he's only 25 years old. He's incredible on the mic. Would they let him go to the lengths that uh, he goes to in AEW? Probably not, but I would suggest Maybe now and then, depending on who he's in there with. Yeah, you know? I, I would suggest that they do. Uh, but he's the number one guy uh, on my list uh, for sure. I, I think Britt Baker would be somebody that I would be interested in. Obviously, there's a, a anybody that they let go would be on my list, but obviously not theirs because they they you know they cut all that talent that were there. Mm -hmm. But uh, MJF would be on top of my list uh, for sure. We do have some breaking AEW news. The ratings are out on TNT last night. So this is the overnight rating from New York City. Yes, for Grand this is the big Grand one. Of a television show, I haven't been able to watch yet. One. What's the big number? One point two seven three million viewers on average for Dynamite last night, including six hundred twenty-seven thousand between that money demo, eighteen to forty-nine, so a point four eight demo rating. So that's the overnight number. Yes, and you look that, at your. That, you know, by the way, they'll, they'll clear. They'll clear two to three million before the end of the week on this show. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's just short of Raw's 0.49 demo rating this week. So Raw actually beat AEW in the key demo uh, that everybody likes to focus in on and really try. That's that's the it's, tribalism it's, thing. That's where they oh, take you want to talk. You want to talk about apologist thing? That isn't really a headline. You know, when when it, when it, when when WWE gets a, a top number, it really isn't a headline. Uh, it almost makes me think that maybe some people writing the headlines have a certain preference of the headline they would like yeah, to write. It's, oh, it's a big deal when AEW beats them in that key demo. Key demo. They don't get more viewers. It's like those people don't matter. It's like <laughs> other people outside that demo don't matter at all. It doesn't matter that Raw got a hunt. We got 1.8 or 1.7 or whatever it was. 
half of uh, 500,000 people more watching their show than AEW did. It's all about that key demo, man. You got to slice it up. You got to tight demo, man. You got to get that demo, man. You got to go fruit ninja on the stats to make a fit your argument, man. Well, <laughs> you went fruit ninja? Yeah, the fruit ninja. <laughs> well, here you go. Raw one on the biggest show. For All right. Running out our headline segment here. Bronson Reed. Bronson yeah. Reed. Uh, Jonah. Big Jonah. Big Jonah. It has uh, broken his silence since leaving the WWE. He did put out some comments after he got released. He was one of the more shocking ones, definitely from NXT. And he proclaimed in his initial comments on social media that he is the top super heavyweight in professional wrestling and a free agent, and he's talking to people. He continues to stir that pot in a recent interview he did. Uh, What's the latest? Just that, that he is, he's talking to, to major promotions. Uh, he was on busted open. I uh, haven't had a chance to, to watch the, the entire interview yet, but you know, that's it. He says, look, I'm, I'm talking to people right now. I'm talking to major promotions and what's the major promotion. That's not WWE. It's AEW right now. Uh, and he says he brings something to the table that AEW doesn't have. And if anybody's followed him on Twitter, there's one guy that he has in mind that he is desperate to get in the ring with. And that would be the TNT champion Miro. He wants to face Miro badly. Uh, so I would think uh, there's some some conversations uh, with AEW going on right now. Who knows how serious those conversations are? Uh, Meltzer put out today, or at least the Wrestling Observer put out today, that it does appear that AEW has passed on um, on on Buddy Murphy, that they're not going to to sign him to the company, according to uh, the Wrestling Observer. So there are pe- there are a lot of people that they have passed on. So this isn't a slam dunk that it's going to happen, but. Bronson Reed, now a free agent. He's at least talking to people. So it's going to be interesting to see if and when uh, he shows up in AEW or Impact or or wherever. Where do you think he shows up? If AEW is interested, I, I think AEW. I, but my thing is, I just don't think they have the bandwidth for another guy to come over from WWE right now. Right now. I'm just saying right now. And the next. Yeah, and there's no rush on this. Yeah. Sure. I, I mean, I, the next three or four months, you know. But you got to hit while that iron's still hot. You know, he's still he's. I, I, wouldn't on... I, I wouldn't be surprised if he showed if he did like a uh, like a trial run, like Cardona did. Like Cardona showed up. Oh, okay. He was in AEW for like three or four or five, six appearances. And it's worth went... noting there's a lot of people in in AEW that people think are under contract and they're just under deal dates. Yeah. Like until, you know? until that until that graphic pops up that says so and so is all elite. They're, they're not under a deal. They're not under a long term contract. No. You know, I mean, Brian Pillman was like that for a year you know, before, before they signed him. You yeah. Know? Um, I think him in Japan would be really exciting. Uh, I really, really feel like him showing up for New Japan. They're in their G1 right now. Uh, and they love themselves. Large foreign wrestlers there. They stand out. They are big. Uh, New Japan knows how to position those talents, how to make them a big, big deal. And I not to say that Will Ospreay isn't uh, doing a great job as the quote unquote unofficial uh, IWGP heavyweight champion. I think they would do really, really well for themselves by getting someone over from WWE who knows how to frame himself on camera, who can speak in English, who also has an international appeal uh, as well. He's he's not strictly just an American wrestler for sure. Uh, And considering where they want to tour and do some different things. You know, they're not just bound to just doing Japan and the the West Coast of the United States. They could do a really big Australian New Zealand tour with with uh, Bronson Reed in that position. Big Jonah, uh, I think him in New Japan, there's a lot of things he can do there. A lot, a lot of interesting things he can do there. 
I wouldn't be surprised if he stays here. Uh, if he does like a trial run with AEW and then maybe heads over to Impact. There's a lot of different avenues that he go, that and they're all under the same cabal. So there could be like you know, we, sure. no one signed those dual deals yet. There's kind of like talent exchanges and stuff like that. So yeah, we're we're gonna, we're gonna see what happens. I think it'd here. be big if he went to Impact and thro- and dethroned Christian for the. And you got you got Braun Strowman going there. Yeah, you, you got a lot of big beef. Yeah, you, you got a lot of big beef coming in there. Down, beef down is on the menu, boys, at Impact. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, whole whole, the, the whole lot of beef. The important, uh, you know, aspect of this is. Jonah's talking to people. There's interest, uh, which is good for him because there should be a lot of people that are interested. Let's get into Extreme Rules. Extreme Rules is this Sunday. Look, as if we already have a crazy week as it is. Extreme Rules is this Sunday with no extreme matches announced for it. One. 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 They, they One. really glossed over it. They said that uh, the, the main event between Roman Reigns, assuming it's a main event, Roman Reigns and the Demon Finn Balor is a Extreme Rules match. So Extreme Rules is Sunday. We have six matches on the card. Five of them are normal. <laughs> normal. I'm come on. Normal, normal rules discrediting them. So I do think that. But as we've seen with WWE, when they do pay per view and they do Peacock, they step up. You know, and they they that most of these shows have been uh, very good. <laughs> I think the last really like outright everyone can agree this isn't a strong show was extreme rules from last year <laughs> like so so uh, there's something to be said for this this one's different it'll be in front of a crowd not too far from you in ohio and, and this will be very very special and i think someone who has a strong internet following and that oh, an yeah. internet following that has been pounding the drum saying give live a chance forget the, forget the internet man we we saw the pops we heard those pops at money in the bank live we crowd all over it's and not just an internet thing the live casual fan yes. who is right here uh, is saying they want Liv Morgan yep. uh, and they want to present it on SmackDown and they do, they don't want her in, in catering. They want her uh, yes. featured yes. and you have to have a very special interview with her. The whole thing will be coming out on our channel soon. You can check it out. Yes. Uh, YouTube, I, I Apple, Spotify, told, all that stuff. I have been told it is going to drop shortly after midnight tonight, Eastern standard time. So you'll be able to see that before SmackDown before the pay-per-view this weekend. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Way before SmackDown. But uh, I did talk to her first and foremost about extreme rules because she has, believe it or not, only her second ever singles match on a pay-per-view. Liv Morgan versus Carmella uh, this weekend. And yeah, I, I started off asking, Question we kind of all want to know. Stipulations yet. If you had, you know, things your way, what kind of a match would you want to have with Carmella? Uh, either a street fight. <laughs> Just because I want to wear jeans and my, like, merch shirt. <laughs> a street fight um, where I'll beat her butt all over backstage or um, a no disqualification match. Just because, um, you know, last week she just left the match in the middle of the match. And I won but I won because she got counted out. So maybe just, you know, no rules. You can run, but you can't hide, and you can't get out of this match because there's no rules. <laughs> right, and, you know, the that would lead her, though, maybe to, to lean for a little bit of help uh, from Zelina Vega, somebody that uh, you've right. also been dealing with. You have that match on Friday with her on SmackDown. Uh, but we saw you with a little bit of backup last week in, in Tony Storm, and I think people yeah. saw, saw the two of you together. Uh, they they kind of liked it. Is there uh, a, a tag team forming here, or do you want to focus more on uh, being a singles competitor right now? I definitely want to focus on being a singles competitor right now. Um, I feel like just 
me personally in my career, I feel like that's just where I am mentally at. You know, I want to be in the same conversation as Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks and Charlotte and Bailey. You know, um, that's my goal. But, um, you know, I've been a little bit sour on tag teams ever since, you know, the Riot Squad. And I told myself yeah. I would not be in another tag team. But if I had to team with anyone, I'd pick Tony Storm. So I'm only open to tag teaming with Tony Storm. <laughs> what What is it that you like about so much with uh, Tony? Um, I think she's an incredible competitor. You know, I've watched Tony work way before she even got to WWE. I'm a big fan of her work. Um, I feel like I like I, I just like her work rate. You know, I know she goes out there every single time and tries to have the best match that she could possibly have, and so. I just appreciate, you know, that quality of her. And also, you know, our hair is kind of look alike. So aesthetically, we look cool. You know, um, I, I just think Tony's great. And um, I'd love to have her on my side if that day comes. But, you know, until then, I am totally going to support her. Like, if she finds herself in a little pickle, you know, like I did, I will definitely run out and help Tony. It's always good to have friends, right? You always need yeah, a little bit of. Yeah, you know, I'm open to friends. I love friends. I love people. I just don't want to tag team with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> you yourself and Tony, you know, you look at Carmella. You look at the the top of the SmackDown women's division right now, especially when they're all active: Becky, Bailey, Sasha, Bianca. Oh, I mean, we're oh, Absolutely, it took the words right out of my mouth. But the, that kind of creates a, a little bit of a problem too, because as loaded as the roster is, as great as the show is, there's only two hours of TV time, you know, every week. And, you know, it, it's, I'm sure it's a frustrating battle trying to, to break through and create those opportunities and, and get TV time. You have this, this match at Extreme Rules now. Do you feel like, you know, the momentum is starting to build for you? We saw you almost get a women's title opportunity in a great match with uh, Bianca on SmackDown. Do you feel like the momentum is finally building there for you to, to kind of break through? Yeah, I do. You know, I feel like the past um, two years of my career, I've had moments where I feel like I've had so much momentum and I'm just about to break through and then I don't. Right. And so I do feel like I do feel all this time is different. You know, I like to think positively and I'm very glass half full. So when I look back, I'm like, you know, maybe I wasn't as ready as I thought. And that's why I didn't break through, you know, and maybe I just wasn't as, even though I wanted it just the same, maybe I just wasn't ready as a performer. But now, you know, um, I feel so much more like, I guess, well-rounded yeah. that I'm just ready. I'm just, I'm just ready. I'm ready for that top spot. I'm ready. I'm ready to be that girl. And so I definitely feel like, after Money the Bank, um, I'm just going to keep the momentum going until I'm SmackDown Women's Champion. I could talk to her twice, uh, twice a day, three times on Sunday. She's she's absolutely great. That's a full 15, excuse me, I think it's about 16 or 17 minutes, actually. It's going to interview that's going to drop after uh, midnight tonight. I love that response there. Very open, very candid, saying, hey, look, I thought I was ready. Maybe I wasn't. Maybe somebody knew something better than I, I did, but I feel like now now is my time so i'm hoping because i i have been on the lib morgan bandwagon with many other people for uh close to two years now screaming for her to to get some opportunities and i frankly would love uh to see her and and bianca or her and uh and, and becky lynch throw down for that uh, smackdown women's championship she hasn't even had a women's title opportunity yet and i'm, I'm okay i'm okay with it because 
when you have so much depth, as she even brought up, you brought up stacked, right? And then at the same time, you have this demand of my fandom wants me to get it. And I brought that up and she's kind of alluding to it and like, hey, why isn't this happening? And and no, I don't want to be in a tag team. I want to be singles. I want to do this now. And I was in a team for such a long time. Um, I love how she said, I don't just want to be a champion. I want to be a name like these names. Yes. I want to break that ceiling that has been established of these are the top you, the title or not. These are the top women in, in WWE. And that her thing was, I want to be in that class. Yes. I thought that was a, that was a, that's a lot more long-term thinking. I'm going to put this out there. Wild prediction. Liv Morgan's getting that strap before WrestleMania. If not at WrestleMania. I sure as hell hope so. Uh, I think right. I think there is a the feel good ride we we had with Bianca Belair going into SmackDown this past year for WrestleMania. That road to WrestleMania probably one of the best roads to a Mania we've seen in some time. Yeah, I think it's Liv's ride this year. I would, I would hold. She would be my pick right now for Queen of the Ring. She would be my pick right now for Royal Rumble winner. Yeah, I mean any one of those, can, especially those coming up because you're you're. Her in a live, uh, her in a Saudi Arabia situation where they want to do something special, and that's a big elevated international stage for them. And she wins the Queen of the Ring. She wins the Women's Royal Rumble in, in I, January. Selfishly, uh, and I asked her about this with the draft coming up. I asked her where she wants to go. Does she want to stay on SmackDown? Does she want to go to Raw? Uh, you'll have to watch the interview to get her answer. Uh, but selfishly, I want to see her go over to Raw. Because I just total shakeup, and that would be perfect for it too. Yes, there's more. I guarantee you, if she's on Raw, where they have three hours, where they've had like four women's matches on back to back weeks, much to their credit, she doesn't have that kind of time to get on SmackDown. No, she just not consistently. I look. If you're already, I, I think star, her, her and Charlotte would be fun. Yes, you know, and, like yeah, that's that's the story I want to see unfold here. If anybody, because I'm rooting for Alexa Bliss this Sunday. And we'll get to our predictions here real quick because we're—I uh, know—we're getting close on time here. But if anybody knocks off Charlotte for that Raw Women's Championship, I want it to be Liv Morgan because that is the long-term culmination. Well, it's gonna be Lily. It's gonna be the doll that beats. Oh well, the doll. doll's gonna beat her, obviously. Yeah, yeah. but we got sell dolls too. The long-term culmination for Liv Morgan is that win over Charlotte. Because remember, before she took her first long hiatus, she lost that singles match to Charlotte and said, "Hey, when I come back, I'm gonna be better." Then she's off TV for like nine months. She comes back. She is better. She's winning matches. She fights Charlotte again, and she loses again. Charlotte is her white whale. That's the one that she needs to beat, and that's the long-term uh, storyline there I don't think she's ever her. beaten Charlotte either. She's no. never, she's never no, beaten she her hasn't. in a singles match. No, and that's that's it. So when, when Liv Morgan is finally ready to make, and I think she is now, uh, but whenever the company is ready for Liv Morgan to finally make that, jump into the main event scene i think it makes a hell of a lot more sense uh, for her to dethrone charlotte uh than to say uh, becky lynch right now so i selfishly i hope she moves over to raw because i guarantee she'll get more tv time there let's get into extreme rules as we mentioned yes. uh wwe pay-per-views on the peacock on the wwe network tend to over deliver maybe live on the cock this week a lot of top of the cock uh SummerSlam, i thought was a really really fun show it had some it had some weird parts, some segments and different things. Uh, but overall, I would say a thumbs up pay-per-view. Thumbs up pay-per-view for sure. And, and uh, this is one of those shows I think that files into that category of, wow, I didn't expect it to be that good. And it keeps being that way. But I don't think this pay-per-view overall 
suffers from the issues that other WWE pay-per-views have had in the 2020-2021, and that is, oh, the build's okay. Maybe the build for this is okay, but the build overall, you know, for all the matches is just okay. And then the show happens, and everyone's like, wow, that was a really great show. Yeah, yeah like they're always surprised, right? Yeah. Um, I think this is a different thing where it feels like even though we have a lot of defined matches, anything can happen. And, and I like the anything can happen factor that hangs over this entire show. And we don't have a money in the bank champion, by the way. We don't have a guy who can come out and cash in and have a random title shot. But I still feel there is that anything can happen. Pay attention. All the cards are constantly in shuffle, despite what you see, you know, in an exciting way where everyone is hungry. That same sense of everyone wants something is going for it that we see on NXT. I feel in Raw and SmackDown. And is exciting here with this card now that Finn Balor has brought out the demon. Yep. He's now brought out the face paint. And we get Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns, the universal title. I don't think this title's coming off Roman Reigns, but how do you protect the demon in the process? You don't. That's 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 the problem. Uh, and that is, you know, you look at this card from top to bottom. I don't think this card's predictable at all. Like a lot, no. a lot of the cards, they've been good. And I'm not saying predictable is bad. But this is not a predictable card whatsoever. You could talk me, outside of maybe two of these matches, you could talk me into anybody uh, winning these. I see the only hang-up here is I don't truly believe that they would bring back the Demon if he wasn't going to win. Hmm. Because the demon is so beloved, a little, little, little bit of the dusty finish, if you will, if you will. I don't know how you do that finish. in an extreme rules match. I, I just don't. I think, I think Finn Balor wins this. I think Finn Balor walks away with the Universal Championship. I think there's a lot of factors at play here. You have uh, Bobby Lashley, who now has beef with Roman Reigns. Obviously, Brock Lesnar is still hanging around. Uh, Big E could make his presence known. He doesn't actually have a match on the card, but I already know he's going to be in Columbus for Extreme Rules on Sunday because I talked to him about it today. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of factors here that could come at play. I would not be stunned. If uh, if Brock Lesnar, even though his ultimate goal is to get a shot at the universal title, I wouldn't be surprised if he cost Roman Reigns the championship. And that's not a bad thing. And they all. don't need they don't need the title for Brock they and Roman. Don't. They really don't. And I think you open up the entire SmackDown men's division again by putting that title on Finn Balor. So it's, but the thing is, for me, it's just so shocking. The idea of Roman Reigns getting pinned at this point. Yes. But you know what it does? It also elevates Finn Balor back up to that main level. Scene totally. Because Roman Reigns hasn't been pinned in two damn years. So, you know, it's going to make whomever does it. And Brock Lesnar doesn't need it if it's going to be Brock Lesnar. So I am going to pick the, the demon Finn Balor here to uh, walk away as the new universal champion. Uh, there are a lot of big names that don't have announced matches on this card, uh, by the way. So I, I, as we run this down on Thursday, I expect something to be added at some point. I do, too. Yeah, and, and I I expect we don't have have they defined a kickoff match for the stream the pre stream before the pay per view goes on Peacock? They have that yet? No, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if because uh, they're putting the Intercontinental Title match on on Friday. Uh, maybe a maybe a women's tag team title match. Maybe you know you get Happy Corbin. The thing and is, you got a lot of talent. You got a lot of big name talent that's not on the show. Maybe Kevin know? Owens and Happy Corbin. I know they're they're still doing their thing. I uh, think probably throw that on the pre-show or put it on the actual main card maybe they they announce a biggie bobby lashley rematch who knows 
But right now we got that's some, that's, that's the that's the huge one. That's a huge yeah. one. I think they could come up here. Yeah. SmackDown Women's Championship. It will be Becky Lynch uh, coming back big time. Bex, uh now talking down to Bianca Belair, who she shocked and upset and an angle more more than a match and her feel good all for thirty seconds before I turn bad uh, angle at SummerSlam. Uh, Becky Lynch has certainly gotten into lane with ridiculous outfits and over the top promos. She has really taken the Conor McGregor line where she apologizes to absolutely no one for nothing. Um, and Bianca has certainly started to get the crowd behind her again in the sense of, well, I mean, the crowd's always been there, but it's sure. like really going But She didn't top. lose him being well, on the same page. No, with Becky. Fact, that's why people are booing Becky is because they hated that. You know what happened to Bianca. Uh, so it's not so much hate for Becky. It's hate for the booking, but, you know, an endearment any, to Bianca. She any got robbed. Anyway, you can kind of build the heat. It doesn't matter how you start the fire, right? The fact is the fire's lit. So now it's how do you turn it into a rager? How do well, you? Well, the thing is, we didn't start the fire, Rick. It's been burning since the world's been turning. I hate you so damn much. Um, <laughs> this match is interesting to me because I don't know. I don't know if they take the title off of Becky that quickly. Um, I do think the ultimate goal here is to elevate Bianca to an even bigger uh, star than she already was. I think that's why you bring in Becky. That's why you book uh, book it this way. Uh, Becky, if she does get this this heel persona over and does get the crowd starting to 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 boo her more consistently, she could turn back babyface instantly and still be you know the biggest star uh, in, in the company. So the hopes is that they turn on Becky and start cheering Bianca even more. I think with Bianca being the babyface here, the money is in the chase. So I don't mm. necessarily think they take the title off of Becky Lynch. And if you look at the, because these two have been working with one another on tour, if you look at the live match results, Becky's won every single one of them except for the dark match in Bianca's hometown in Knoxville. Every other one, this is several of them, six, seven matches, Becky's won every single Wait, time. Wait, a hometown talent got to have a, a fun pop in WWE? It was on a dark match, though. Uh, still, still, yeah, still. Uh, Becky, Becky did was the one who actually walked out of the stadium uh, when TV was on. So there is that. Sure, there's but television. You gotta tell the story on TV right, and do right. it for the live crowd a different way. So, so I think Becky is going to retain the title. I would not be stunned if Sasha Banks shows back up at some point tonight. Uh, right. Also on the show, we're talking about the women here. Raw Women's Championship. Uh, on paper, everything with Alexa Bliss. And the eyes of, uh, you know, your wrestling purist feels like it's overproduced. It's too much. It's too much Gaga. It's a doll that talks. There, there are it's so her getting the Bray Wyatt angle and all these different things. For just one second. Can we just time out for one second? Because it is so apparent out there that there is a section of the IWC and even wrestling. Media. I hate that term. I will never not like that term. I'm sorry. You can throw that on the pile of Kevin's distested terms with people saying Vince as if they know him personally. The IWC and even sections of the wrestling media are so damn angry that Lily is over. Lily's over. People enjoy the Alexa Bliss character. They enjoy what she's doing with Lily. Hell, Charlie was over for as brief a time that she was on the screen. And there are people out there who can't effing stand it. And it makes me so damn And happy. you know who likes that? Men who aren't 18 to 34. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I, I, I like... 
I like horror movies. I like when my worlds collide. All right. I like cinematic stuff. So I enjoyed the Bray Wyatt stuff. I enjoyed the Alexa Bliss stuff. I thought Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss together were fantastic. I don't hold it against Alexa Bliss that they gave her Bray Wyatt's character and then let him go. I don't hold that against her at all. No, I because she was she was already in that position. I love the yeah. work that she has done. And they are starting to mold her character a little bit more to be more realistic for the live audiences. And I think that's a good call as well. I love the work that Alexa Bliss is doing. I love and that. I love the sweet promo here. As much as people say those overproduced things they did with the doll and all this different stuff, and and the promos between her and Charlotte have been oh, very inflammatory, and oh, it's been Charlotte's style. It's been Charlotte's style of say something that yeah. makes the crowd go ooh, and that is Charlotte's promo style. Alexa has adapted to it. I thought one of the best, most subtle delivered lines on WWE television this year was Alexa Bliss, who can do these things, yeah. right? Because she's doing, she's been almost vignettes for two years. Yeah. She's only, she's wrestled less than a dozen matches in, in two years, right? Still has a win over Randy Orton, though, but continue. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, she delivered that line with, you know, even, even someone like you deserve, even a narcissistic, self-entitled bitch like you like deserves you. a friend. It's the, <laughs> it's the the upward inflection. Yes. That's what it's sold. It's like a narcissistic, self-involved bitch like you. You know, it's just that <laughs> upward inflection. Really freaking hit it. Um, and now I'm going to go sacrifice goats to the devil. <laughs> <laughs> you look like, 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 that wasn't the line for me, though. The line for me was when she was like, who are you? And everybody starts wooing. And she was like, that wasn't even originally yours. And yeah. then Charlotte clapped back. She's like, you want to talk about originality, Alexa? I, it was really? a fun part. It was a fun thing they did that, there, man. The crowd was so damn hot for that segment. It was so well done yet there were reports that came out that 1500 people exactly left the arena when that segment popped out 50, exactly right how do you how do you know that figure how could you possibly how could anybody possibly know that figure that is such a bullshit report that comes from that section of the wrestling media that hates the fact that a doll is over and i love the sweet salty tears keep crying them bitches keep crying them i'll keep drinking them up i love alexa bliss that isn't a shot at anyone that isn't a shot at anyone who reported it it's just that we're it's more uh uh, let's say it's a shot at people who take it and run with it and like like who the uh, fuck would know oh you know who i don't like people that screenshot stuff and put it on twitter and like don't link the article they're talking about there's that too yeah. So if you're doing that, you suck. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, and, and, and anywho, I love the work Alexa's doing. I'm rooting for her. She's in her hometown of Columbus, Ohio, which makes me think that Charlotte is winning. But you know what? I'm gonna pick Alexa Bliss. I think Alexa's walking away with the Raw Women's Title on Sunday. It would be an interesting move. Uh, let's talk about more matches here on Extreme Rules. Let us know in the comments if you're watching what you're looking forward to. Like what match you're most looking forward to. What are your predictions? Who's winning what? Let us know. We continue to run down the matches here. Uh, Damian Priest has really uh, come into his own as the United States champion. He got a big win on television over Drew McIntyre that I think really helped him. Drew McIntyre, not on the show. They've kind of lowered Drew, right? All right. And I think maybe they'll get him up. But let somebody else kind of be that upper mid-card babyface who's not in the world title picture. And it's the United States title. Right. And now you're doing it with Damian Priest, who was who really had a big hit at WrestleMania with Bad Bunny. 
And now you put him in a triple threat situation with two veterans. I think this is a match that can legitimately steal the show this oh, Sunday. For sure. Oh, there's no question it will. Uh, there's no and this is this is Damian Priest versus Sheamus and Jeff Hardy who got added to the mix here this past Monday. Here's here's the here's the only question I have with this match is are they just doing this to make the win? Because we we've seen Priest and Sheamus, right? Are they doing this to make Priest's win seem even bigger? Or did they make it a triple threat to get the title off of Priest because they want to hot shot him into the WWE or Universal title picture? That is my question because he's ready. I, I think he's ready. You I'd think like he's ready now. Yes, I do. I I think he's fantastic. I think he's. I think I, 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 I would. I would say he is ready now. But is the story ready now? Sometimes no, you have that. You, you know. don't want to rush it. I think. Yeah. It's it's only the thought in my head. Remember, they took the IC title off of Big E, and it took him six months to get him the WWE title. So I think they don't need to take the title off of Priest right here. I think he does win. I think it's more they added Hardy to have a different match and to give something better for Jeff Hardy because we all yeah. got pissed off when he was in the 24-7 title picture. Uh so and, I, and I, you got you got you got a you got a Hall of Fame first ballot Hall of Famer and Jeff Hardy. Get him on the show, you know. I think he got two of them in this match for sure. Yeah. So oh, we, Sheamus? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Freaking lutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. I don't care how many times he makes fun of my tiny microphone. Sheamus is a first ballot <laughs> Hall of Fame. Check out the interview. Playing for something, by the way. Look at the interview on our YouTube page. Thank you. There, you did the plug. Uh, we already talked to her. Liv Morgan versus Carmella. If you just joined the stream, pull it back, buddy. Watch it on demand or uh, get the podcast. Liv Morgan versus Carmella, a singles match with the women, non-title. Interesting appeal there. I think this is Morgan's match to win. I think this is the most predictable match on the card. That's not a bad thing. I hope no. these only six matches on the card. I hope these ladies get 15 minutes to go at it. I hope they add a special stipulation uh, to it. I hope she gets her street fight. I expect some shenanigans with Zelina Vega and with uh, maybe Tony Storm getting involved. Shenanigans. Involved in shenanigans. Uh, I hope. Uh, what do you boys say shenanigans one more time? <laughs> hey, Farva. All right. No, we did this bit last week. Anyway. Uh, yeah, what is it? <laughs> this this is Liv Morgan's match the whole way. She's gonna win. Is this. our weekly Super Troopers reference? There yes, uh, I think uh, same one two weeks in a row. I think, I think <laughs> we gotta I work think, on a different one. All yes. right, right meow. We gotta get a different one in there. Right meow. Right okay. meow. Uh, yeah, it's Liv Morgan's match. She's winning. Yeah. Uh, overall, they're gonna add something here because we don't have Biggie on this card. We don't have Randy Orton RKO. RK, Maybe they don't. Maybe it's one of those nice two and a half hour pay per views, and we're all home by you know. Maybe I'm home by eleven o'clock in my ninety minute drive back to Cincinnati. All uh, right, and so uh, we'll we'll be talking. You will be doing a live show, and we get you. Maybe get you in the parking lot doing the whole uh, Zoom 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 in the room thing. Uh, so that'll be fun. Uh, we'll full coverage, obviously, at sportskita.com. If you haven't done already, go ahead and download the Sportskita app. We also have the Sportskita Wrestling app as well. Uh, so you can get all the latest news and everything we're doing there as well. A lot of content, non-stop content from the Sports Key team. Shout out to Aranava. Shout out to Roni. Shout out to Raju. Shout out to our incredible video editing team, which has been churning out some absolutely fantastic stuff. Cybershek, Shambo. Uh, you guys can see their work and our top five videos, all the different graphics we have coming out. We're doing some really, really awesome things. And uh, I, I needs to be said, if you watched an hour and 22 minutes, there's other people involved in what we do. And I'm just so I'm so thankful of our team. Nine hour time differences and all these different things in a pandemic. They've gotten through it. So uh, very, very thankful for them. Uh, Rick, I know you are busy 
uh, with, with your gigs outside of sports Gita. you will hear you this weekend on Sirius XM uh not this weekend because the the next week because you you just do the home games for the Bengals, right yeah i do the i do the non-primetime home game so the next one you'll hear me is october 10th uh green bay packers on sirius xm uh basically on their version of the red zone channel uh so you'll hear me checking in from paul brown stadium uh but uh, between then yeah i got an interview with kofi kingston up right now uh yeah dude ESPN1530.com. I got an interview up with uh, with Big E uh, right now alongside Bearcat Great Tony Pike. Uh, Liv Morgan, my interview with her is going to drop. Uh, I am constantly working the phones. Uh, so next week should have some really, really good stuff as well. Hopefully from multiple promotions, maybe even people on independent scenes right now. Fingers crossed. Let's hope I get some emails. Uh, so uh, I was hoping to get an email. That's why I've constantly been checking my phone. If you're wondering why I'm looking down, I'm waiting to get a confirmation email back right now so I can make an announcement on the show. But sorry, we're out of time. And as a matter of fact, Kevin, I'm going to let you uh, close out because I got to go pick up my kids. All right. Go pick up your kids. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. I know we, I know we ran over time, but. Always love doing it with you, Rick. Give him a follow on the Twitter machine at Rick Uccino. Give me a follow on the on the Twitter machine at Kev Kelm. And remember, most of all, when you're watching this wrestling, and there's so much to follow, and there's so much to do, you got to do this one. I mean, really critical thing. <sighs> and that is enjoy wrestling.